Ladies and gentlemen, this is official. Your Colorado Avalanche have clinched a playoff for the third time in three years. Come on, people, get hyped. Going back to the playoffs for a chance to win Lord Stanley's Cup. Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Sports Colorado Avalanche podcast. Today we're going to be reviewing the Colorado Avalanche 2019-2020 regular season. The playoff format, 24 teams, has been confirmed as of yesterday. Specifics haven't been worked out. I don't know. At least if they have, I do not know about them. But we're going to go through the regular season so far because it seems like the regular season is completely finished and the Avs have clinched the playoffs, so... Here we go. We're going to start from the beginning, go to last game against the New York Rangers from March, I believe, and just going to go through that to start. Game one. I went to this game. Home opener against the Calgary Flames, rivals from last year's playoffs, beat them in five games, absolutely embarrassed them, coming in as the second wild card. They were the first seed in the West just absolutely obliterated them. We won that game 5-3. to three. I remember seeing it, you know, last game I saw was game 6 of the San Jose series, which was a highly competitive game. This one, a very highly competitive game, but not the same standard. Breakout for, like, the new players, like Jonas Donskoy, who had about two goals that game. Um, Miko Rantanen coming back after not doing training camp at all. Great, great game all around. Get the win. Um, Grubauer was a little bit shaky, but honestly pretty good. Timmins' first NHL game, pretty good. Next we got the game against the Minnesota Wild. A little bit of a shaky game. Probably could have beat him like... Six to one, ended up winning four to two. Um, you know, wins a win early in the season. You don't really care how you get them. You just want to get them. Then one of the better games of the entire season, third game of the year, Colorado against Boston. Two undefeated teams thus far in the season. Boston jumps out early, two nothing lead, and then Colorado claws its way back. Andre Burkowski gets his first goal in his Avs sweater. Sorry, little technical difficulties there. It's my first podcast. Uh, if you cut me some slack, great game after the first period. Even the second half of the first period, pretty good. Two, two goals called back against the Bruins. Um, what can you say? The the video coach was like a legend this season. He got so many goals called back for us. It was great. Um, he single-handedly pretty much won this game for us. Without him, may not have won that game. But And granted, those were two goals that should have been called back, so good on him. Uh, great game after the second and third. The Avs were just smoking Boston, who ended up being the top team in the regular season this season, so it's a good sign. Next we go 
against Arizona, Tyson Jost and Nazem Kadri get two goals in the second period, and then Arizona crawls back like they usually do against us, um, just to lose in overtime with an Andre Burakovsky snipe from the top of the crease. Then we got the bloodbath. 6-3 against Washington. That first period, three goals, three shots against Brayden Holpe, just yanked him. Great game, a little shaky towards the end. And then we get to the first loss of the season. Pittsburgh, Colorado. Pittsburgh wins in overtime because Gabe Landis-Cog has the worst luck literally ever trying to save a goal and then somehow, just somehow, puck goes in. It's upsetting, but, you know, what can you do? It's interesting because there's four overtime games and, like, three overtime games and four games here because the next one is against Florida. Real shaky first period. Go down, quick in the hole, and then third period and second just absolutely lighting up Bobrovsky. Matt Nieto could have won the game late in the end, towards the end of the third, but the man can never score on a uh, re- an even-strength opportunity. He is only scoring on penalty kills, but then Nathan McKinnon, the overtime hero, snipes it very much like he did in Game 2 against Calgary in that series. Then we have what was a very big shock to me. I I remember I went to see a movie, um, played Tampa Bay, and I was like, oh, well, we could get a second loss here, and then, no, we just wiped the floor with them. Tyson Jost with, like, his hand on the mop just absolutely sweeping the floor with Tampa Bay. 6-2 to win. Could They didn't even look like... like They looked like they were, like, the team from the Columbus series, which they were for the first half of the season. So then we take another L, and this is where the injuries begin to pile up. Miko Rantanen suffered an injury in this game, literally twisted his leg the wrong way. Uh, lose three to one. I don't remember this game much. I didn't see a lot of it. Um, I saw the first parts of it, and I think I saw Miko get hurt, and then that's about it. And then we come back, absolutely kick the crap out of Vegas. First win in Vegas um, on the entire history of the Vegas Golden Knights franchise. Um, they lost a home game to the Colorado Avalanche, six to one. Again, don't remember this one a lot. Um, pretty sure this is when Kale scored his first regular season NHL goal. I'm actually rocking my Kale jersey right now. Um, so, yeah, that's great. And then I'm between this game, no, uh, between St. Louis and Vegas, Gabriel Landeskog gets injured. Big factor in the Avs losing. Made it a little bit of a shock. To, uh, that they won against Vegas. And then it was also a big factor in them losing against Anaheim 5-2. to um, Really just everybody was kind of off that game. Back-to-back, what are you going to do? You know, not much you can say about it. Just kind of let it get away from them. Then comes the big losing streak. Lose to Florida in overtime. Could have had that game... Zadorov got kicked out for a dumb thing. The refs need to do a better job mitigating that. Inexcusable. Great hit. And then they just let Florida get all get their panties in a bunch. And you hate to see it. Probably should have won that game. But, you know, 
a point to point at this point. Um, Grubauer's poke check strikes again, as AJ Hayfley likes to say. Um, then we lose a close game against Dallas. Lose, get shut out to Arizona. Lose to Dallas again. And then one of my favorite hockey games, any sporting event I've ever been to. We get back on the horse with a 9-4 win against the Nashville Predators. I remember coming into this game, I was like, dude, they're Nashville. They're going to kick the crap out of us. And I was still in the car on the way to the game. Kale McCarr scores, and I'm like, all right, there's a chance here. And then throughout the first period, exchange leads, ends up tied. And then second period comes... Matt Duchesne scores to put the Predators up 3-2. to two, And then shit gets wild. Six, eight, no. Six goals in eight minutes. There we go. Um, amazing. I remember pretty much everybody who scored in this game, almost. I'd like to clarify. I, I, I still for, keep forgetting about the second goal, so... I remember Kale scored. Um, I think Junis scored the second one. And then you got two more goals from Junis um, or Jonas. Um, it's it went it went crazy. Jonas Donsko gets the hat trick. And then we go on a little bit of a tear here to kind of make up for it. Win four to two against Columbus. Pretty close game. Got a little rocky. Um, there was this common thing throughout the end of the season where the Avs had never had a third goal comeback, a third period comeback when they were down. But this is my thing. Like, there are multiple games where they've had comebacks. They just do it earlier. And if you can come back earlier, then that's fine. Saves you the stress of having to come back later. So this was another game where they had to come back from a hole they dug themselves into in the first period. Then... Pablo Franco's goes down. I don't remember when Grubauer went down, actually, unfortunately. It was sometime in that big losing streak. But anyways, Pablo Franco's had taken over, and he gets injured, absolutely plowed by Mark Scheifele, who was trying to make it seem like he was innocent, which he was not. And, you know, whatever happened, happened. And then Adam Warner comes in 58 seconds into the game, posts a 40-plus save shutout. Of course, it doesn't count as a shutout because the NHL's dumb. Um, and then Nathan McKinnon, uh, with the powerful line of Nathan McKinnon, Matt Calvert, and Jonas Donskoy, carry the Avs to a 4-0 victory at Winnipeg. Another game that I expected us to lose. A great one. And then Adam Warner gets to play again. And... Um, well, Connor McDavid showed up, and he was like, oh, you got a shutout. Let me just annihilate you. And everybody's going all nuts for freaking Connor McDavid's hat trick against an AHL goalie. Yet nobody cares when um, Jonas Donskoy and Tyson Jost get hat tricks against Vesna winners or and Vesna winner, winners slash candidates. Whatever. Everybody loves Connor McDavid. I get it. He's a great player, but, you know, whatever. Then we go into the first matchup of the Calder Trophy little kind of 
back and forth that was happening throughout the season. Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes at Vancouver. We're up 4-2. to two. Refs uh, suck, and they don't blow the whistle when Matt Calvert is laying on the ice, which I will point out they did later in the season for other teams when they were playing against the Avs when there was no rule uh, implicated between that time. Just saying, a little upsetting. Glad they did the right thing finally. Would have liked it if they did it the entire season and not just chose when to do it. Um, but get the win. Nathan McKinnon just snipes whoever their goalie is. Another overtime hero. He carried this team to a bunch of W's in this little streak we got going on here. Um, and Cal McCarr gets, I believe, four assists, something like that. Then Cal- Colorado, Calgary... Uh, I think Valerie Nachushkin picked up his first point of the season in this game, so that's cool. This started the legend of Valerie Nachushkin that would come for the rest of the season, making him one of the fan favorites and cementing him as a one of the free agents that is more likely to come back after the season. Then a loss at Minnesota to end the road trip we got going on. Kale, two beautiful goals, but... You know, there's only so much you can do to fight through these injuries. Oh, I'll also point out, uh, again, the Calgary game. That was Grubauer's first start since returning. Also, in the Vancouver game, Antoine Bebo got a good W for the team, so good on him. And then Saturday, November 3rd, my birthday, uh, the Avs lose to Toronto because Toronto had a great first period and then got dominated, but, you know... The Avs couldn't catch a break. Valerie Nachushkin scores the first goal of the season, his first goal of the season, first goal in 92-ish game, something like that. But after this, that's when things start picking up again. The Avs get a 4-1 win against Edmonton. I was at this game, too. Outshot them 50-20, to I believe. Absolutely bonkers. Um, Logan O'Connor gets his first NHL goal. Pretty cool. Great game all around. Exactly what they needed to get back on the horse. You know what else helps teams get back on their horse? Playing the Chicago Blackhawks in back-to-back, where we pick up a 5-2 and 7-3 wins, respectively. And none of these games were close against the Blackhawks. Like, they looked like we were playing the freaking Detroit Red Wings. Kicking their asses up and down the ice. Cal McCarr and Nathan McKinnon pick up a couple goals. Uh, depth scoring really was a big factor in the 7-3 game and it was just great game all around great two games great way to get back to the winning ways after that Edmonton game keep the momentum going then we win 3-1 against Toronto Valerie Chushkin scores again on a silky breakaway after you know Jason Spezza forgot how to skate um, Nathan McKinnon also I believe had a goal in this game I then there's an empty netter somewhere in there. Great game. Then the captain returns in a 3-2. to two. Oh, also, um, second game of that back-to-back against the Blackhawks. Miko Rantanen comes back, gets a three-point night, I believe. Great game. I was at that one. Really hyped because you love to just dunk on the Blackhawks because screw the Blackhawks. Um... Then the captain returned in a 3-2 win against Montreal, where Pavel Franco stood on his head. Was kicking some ass. 
Um, Gabe scored a pretty silky goal uh, in the game in his return. Canadians fans are complaining because, you know, they thought there should have been a penalty. No, that would be weak sauce. That would be like soccer. Gallagher knows how to complain, and I remember he was bitching up a storm after that one. Then we get another domination. Score isn't like, you know, a big diff gap in the score, but in the game, we were kicking their asses. They talked about it on Spit and Chicklets how they went to this game and Colorado they could tell Colorado was one of the best teams in the league because they they beat Boston four to one. Fortunately, Kale McCarr gets injured. Great game all around. I don't remember it much because I wasn't able to catch it. Um, then we play Calgary. Unfortunately, lose in a comeback um, where Calgary wins in overtime. And then we play Philadelphia. And wasn't, you know, at this game, didn't really watch it. Uh, I think I had hockey for myself, but... Uh, Carter Hart stood in his head for Philadelphia, but the Avs just overwhelmed them and were able to get the two points in a 3-1 to win. Then we go on to the Devils, get another 3-1 to win, one of the better plays of the season with that tic-tac-toe with McKinnon and Landis Cog, pretty silky smooth, good W. Then Monday, December 6th, lose to St. Louis, 5-2. to Real rough one, but, you know... What are you gonna do? We got our, we got our, we'll get our revenge later. Trust me. Then we win four to one at Chicago. Good game. Andre Burkovsky and Nathan McKinnon scored two goals in the second period. Beautiful. Great game all around. Uh, one of my favorites to watch, especially because Sam Gerrard decked Alex DeBrinket, and I hate Alex DeBrinket because, and it's not his fault. He kind of looks like a douche, but he is so overrated in my eyes. He got a big season last season because he plays with Patrick Kane. Now everybody's talking about him being such a great player. It's like, no, you're not going to give one player the advantage because of one season they had, especially when they're playing with one of the greatest American players to ever play the game. Then, very disappointing game. I was at this one. Comeback loss to Carolina. Really sucked. Uh, was just a real sloppy game all around. Um, went up one nothing, then Cal- Carolina scores three goals. They were getting away with everything though. That is that is one of the few games I would say that was really dictated by the refs. Carolina was everywhere on that ice, and although they were everywhere playing good defense, they were also getting significant amounts of penalties. And they weren't getting called on it. And I just, it was so frustrating for me because they were being so chippy. And if they had ended up losing, it would have been, you know what, it's fine. They deserved it. But, you know, they won. So, there's another game I wasn't able to catch because I have my own hockey. Chicago wins 5-3. Comeback win. Oh, well. Won the season series against Chicago. And that's really all that matters. Then we have another domination. And again, against Vegas, which is really odd because we struggled with Vegas so much um, in the first two seasons of their franchise. And we just go in, score, put up seven. And yeah, favorite moment from this game, Natrushkin scoring with his face. So that's fun. Then Minnesota wins six to four. Landis Cog puts up a beauty of a goal. Top 10 highlights everywhere. 
but they lose, so that sucks. Um, then another game I was able to catch, Dallas, it, they win in a shootout. I don't know. I don't have much to say about that. Winnipeg wins uh, 7-4 on New Year's Eve against us. Wasn't able to catch that either. Kyle Connor puts up Hattie. And somehow Grubauer was still able to rob him three times. So game could have gotten a lot more out of hand if it weren't for Grubauer. Some highlight real saves in that game. Then one of my favorite games of the season. 7-3 win against St. Louis. I've watched this game so many times since then. Because it's just so fun to just watch them pound St. Louis. Great goals from Makar and Donskoy, Kadri, that breakaway McKinnon had. Great game all together. Great win to get back on the horse. Then Miko Randon puts up a hat trick against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, not the best game, but you get the win, and that's all that really matters. Uh, nice to see Miko getting a little bit of hatty. And then we're entering into what was the kind of, I don't know, a, a little bit of a, a, another losing streak we had going on here um, on the East Coast. Um, so that's fun. And just for those of you who aren't keeping up, I know I talk fast. I haven't been talking about the months very much. What would help is if you had your schedule up and you were just scrolling through it with me. Um, but then we lose one to nothing against the Islanders. Wasn't able to catch this one either, unfortunately, so I don't know much about this game. Varley, it was a battle between Francois and Varley, and a goal gets called back against the Avs, and we end up suffering from it. Then a 5-3 loss at New York. New York has been a team that I have hated since the beginning of the season because of how much hype Artemi Panarin has gotten for the heart, which I think is just stupid because he had Mika Zibanejad, who was a 40-goal scorer this season, um, and Nathan McKinnon had, granted he had Gabe Landeskog and Mika Rantanen for like a third of the season because they kept getting injured. Um, the famous, you know, famously, um, Nazem Kadri absolutely kicked the crap out of Ryan Lindgren after he cheap-shotted Jonas Donskoy, beat a suspension out of him. Um, the boys at DNVR like to say, I fully agree, which is still stupid. Just because he's injured doesn't mean he shouldn't get a suspension, but whatever. Then we got two OT losses at home. One against Pittsburgh, unfortunate. Evgeny Malkin kind of carried that team uh, when they were going through their injury patch. And I remember they were up 3-2, to two, and then Kale scores a last-second goal to tie it up, which got me hyped, but then we ended up losing anyways. And then we lose to Dallas, 3-2. to two. Unfortunate game. Um, we kind of got came, we got came back against... Um, Still, I'm going to complain about that because literally Pavelski was already right at the top of the circle, the face-off circle dot, before the ref would even drop the puck. And it should have been nullgated because, you know, refs love to do that. Um, but it wasn't, and it cost us a loss. And pretty much after that, I feel like 
that's when things kind of started to begin to turn the other way. The Avs were climbing back against Dallas and St. Louis, and it was kind of being like, well, Dallas was probably a better team in those games, even though, you know, you never really know because it was a long time. Uh, it was a, The games were all in kind of a short span of time, and they were all when we had injuries and such. Um, and this is when it started to become like, oh, the Avs are actually a really good team, and they're better than Dallas. There's, there's just kind of some fluky games. Um, and that's all started with a 4 to nothing win against San Jose. I remember a moment from that game. Uh, Nachuskin just speeds by Brent Burns, showing how bad of a defenseman Brent Burns is. Like, Jesus, so tired of the hype for Brent Burns defensively. Just because he's big and he hits people doesn't mean he's good at defense. Um, puts the ass up early. Matt Calvert gets a nice shorthanded goal on a breakaway. And then Ryan Graves gets that one tee off the faceoff from Kamenev, which was pretty freaking awesome. Then we got another win against St. Louis. I was at this game, too. Um, real tough game. Like, that first goal was pretty great. It was really funny how uh, McKinnon dropped it to Miko, and Miko fumbled it. So Gerard picked it up, and gave it to McKinnon for the tap-in, and then, you know, McKinnon was razzing Rantanen in the little huddle. Pretty great game. Really close, but it showed that we were, we could, we probably could and were a better team uh, than St. Louis. Um, Alex Trangelo threw the stick at Gabe Landeskog, which is lovely. Um, And then we got a somewhat of a domination, 6-3 against Detroit, probably closer than it should have been. Rough first period, kind of let them in that one. So, oh well, three-goal win against Detroit, pretty good. And then we go to the all-star break. Now, I have some other problems with the all-star break that I will talk in in other podcasts um, because I feel like the way it's run is an abomination, but you know what? It's fine. Won't get into that right now, but after the All-Star game, we are in February, first day of February, actually, lose 6-3 to against Philadelphia. Uh, we were off so long, it showed so badly, but after this game, we went on an absolute tear, beating 6-1 to Buffalo Sabres, making them boo their own team. Zadorov scored, Gerard scored one of the weirdest goals I've ever seen, um, Nuke, Kadri, and Burkowski all picked up goals. Um, that line went off that night. It was pretty great. And then one of the absolutely greatest things I've ever seen, McKinnon gives it over to Miko. Miko shoots it so hard and so accurately, it goes into the net and bounces out instantly, and you can barely tell. And then you see Miko's dad in his little suit is little av suit just high five and guys just going nuts it was pretty great it was a nice wholesome moment and one of my favorite from the season then we got a, a four to one win against ottawa at ottawa um don't remember much of this game closer than it should have been after one but you know pulled away kale mccarr got a one t goal it was pretty great so um that was a great game then, first third-period comeback win of the entire season for the Colorado Avalanche against Columbus Blue Jackets. 
what can you say? This game was a hard-fought game. It was a heart... It, like, had potential to make somebody have a heart attack. Um, McKinnon wins the game right after... Get two quick ones. One from Nazem Kadri. One from McKinnon against the red-hot Ellis Merzlinkis. That one-timer. Thing of beauty. Another one of my favorite moments from the season. Like, oh my. That is an absolute rocket. A snipe. It was amazing. Then we get a little bit of a mm, game against Minnesota. Uh, Nazem Kadri goes out in this game uh, from just like a really weird thing in the faceoff. Minnesota's really chippy the entire time. Jordan Greenway can't get over the fact that Kale McCarr is better than him. So he tried to kick the crap out of them. So Matt Calvert had to be like, hey, you don't touch my kid like that. Go into full dad mode and, you know, does what Matt Calvert does. Um, went 3-2. to two. Dubnik was pretty shaky in this game. Landis Cog finally gets on the scoreboard after a tough stretch of not being able to put the puck in the net. And just a real odd game to me during the Oscars, I might add. And then a three to nothing win against Ottawa. One of the most amazing things I've ever witnessed live. Miko Rantanen's spinorama goal. Like, how does a man that big move like that? And the way he controlled the puck after brings it in, a nice little backhand. His backhand is unreal. I cannot get over how amazing Miko Rantanen's backhand is. He must just sit in his backyard and just backhanders, backhanders, backhanders for days. It's incredible. Then the wheels begin to fall off the bus for a little short week here. Up two to nothing against Washington. Alexander Ovechkin searching for a 700 goal. Get two goal. Get two goals, and then the refs are like, "Um, excuse me, no, you can't do that against the Capitals." And they just decide to give us penalties for no reason and not let Washington. Uh, let Washington get away with everything, get two dumb deflection goals. One of my least favorite games of the season because of how lucky Washington got and how terrible the officiating did. This is the game, this is the most poorly officiated game I've ever seen besides Game 7 against the Sharks. One of the most blatantly awful officials, and in my opinion... How you can tell how uh, an official is bad is if two things. One, if they're doing something that, you know, even other officials would be like, that was stupid, don't do that. And two, if they're affecting the outcome of the game in a way that, you know, refs are supposed to be, like, controlling the game, not affecting it in a, you know, well, this side is winning because of the calls we're making type deal, if that makes sense. Refs totally won that game for Washington. It pisses me off so bad because I watched that live. Um, not th- I wasn't there, though, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, actually. But it was dumb, and I hated it. We should have won that game. Unfortunately, refs suck. And then the game that shall not be named, 3-1 to loss. Um, outdoor games are always great for bad teams against good teams. Um... Gerard with a great goal. I still love those jerseys. I don't care what you say. You're wrong. Those jerseys are amazing. Shut up. Um, and then we're going to get past that. 
Miko Rantanen goes down in the next game against Tampa Bay, breaks his collarbone, did not play for the rest of the regular season, much like he did last year. Um, get one goal early against Tampa Bay. A great goal from feed from Miko. Then Burkowski gets a nice one, little tap in. And then in the third second period, Tampa Bay goes off to win to get it up three to one. But after me, and that was during uh, those goals were after Miko's injury. Um, slash during, I don't know. Um, anyways, then second goal of the game, I was at this game, if you couldn't tell. Um, Gabriel Landeskog drops the puck, gives this perfect little pick for Nathan McKinnon, who just walks in and just snipes it. An amazing goal to get the team back in the game. And then I don't completely recall who scored the third goal. I think it might have been Nachushkin. It usually is. This might be the goal that I'm thinking of where Kale shoots it and then Nachushkin hits it in with his chest. I thought that was a Pittsburgh game. I think I'm wrong. I think Kale actually did score the goal in the Pittsburgh game. But this is, again, a a moment that I got very hyped for. Another moment that I got very hyped for and, and that I loved in this game, Nathan McKinnon just absolutely rocking uh, Andre Palat. And the, you know, uh, Lightning don't know what a clean counter hit looks like, so they get all upset, try and fight him. And Ryan Grace is like, you shall not. You shall not slander the name of Nova Scotia like that. And he steps in for Nathan McKinnon, and it was pretty great. Tampa Bay was being real sensitive the entire game. They run JT Comfer into their goalie and make it, and then try and, you know, act like he just Todd Bertuzzi'd some guy. It's ridiculous. Uh, that was a game that I wasn't happy with, but uh, outcome wise, but the game itself was actually pretty great altogether. Wish we could have picked up the W, but it's whatever. Now, here it is the beginning of the big W stretch we had at the end of the season and what I like to call the Martin Cout section of the season. 3-1 win against the New York Islanders. Don't know much about this game. Whatever. Then we go on the road against Anaheim, get one goal in a 1-0 win. Martin Kaut picks up his first NHL point on a feed to JT Comfort to win the game. Jonathan Gibson was lights out, and it's so weird because Jonathan Gibson is uh, really underrated. He is a top-five goaltender in this league, in my opinion, and I don't understand why people don't respect that, but for some reason, he can't beat the ass, but Brian Miller can, which I'll get to in a little bit. Then we beat L.A. in the shootout. Uh, Jonas Donskoy wins it. With the same shootout move he does every time, but goalies are too stupid to learn. Silky move either way. Great job. Then in a very game, in a game that was a lot closer than it should have been um, against Buffalo. And I'd like to point out that through these kind of last five or six games, we've been dealing with a lot of injuries. Like the game against L.A., Grubauer goes out. A lot of injuries start piling up, as you all probably know. So... Buffalo, military appreciation night. Lady throws the puck. Hilarious moment. Uh, get the win. Tyson Jones couldn't buy a goal in this game, unfortunately. Great game still, though. 
love to watch it. Then another 3-2 win uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes was pretty much dominating this game the entire time until the third period where we let Carolina crawl back in a little bit. Tyson Joes picks up two goals. Um, oh, also, Buffalo, first game for Vladislav Nemestikov. I don't remember if he scored in that game or not. I don't believe he did. Carolina, though, Nemestikov's on the first line, picks up an assist on the game-winning goal to Sam Girard after Tyson Jost's two goals. Kale McCarr with a silky assist, I'd like to point out on the second one. Girard just walks in and snipes it. Great game. Um... Oh, maybe a little bit closer than it should have been, but both teams were dealing with injuries, so it's fine. Um, then another 3-2 to two win against Nashville. Controversial to some Nashville fans. I tell them they can suck it. Um, too bad. It was clearly goaltender interference. Deal with it. Um, uh, Eric Johnson scores the game winner in an empty netter. Awfully odd. Uh, Martin Kaut picks up... Oh, I forgot to point out, Martin Kaut scores his first goal against Buffalo. Great Selly. Drops a stick. I love that. Another great moment. A lot of great moments in the second half of the season. Um, but anyways, against Nashville, Martin Kaut and Gabe Landeskog pick up the first two. Martin Kaut with a nice little 1T type action. Great shot. Great goal. Jumps into the boards. Great Selly. Uh, and then Landeskog scores one of the cheekiest goals I've ever seen. Little, just little. Barely gets it in. Beauty. It, I think it's one of the best goals. Some people think it didn't go in. Too bad. It did. Um, it was a beauty. Then, a game that was a lot closer than it should have been against Detroit. I'd also like to point out, Cal McCart as injured before that Predators game. 2-1 um, to one win against Detroit. Probably closer than it should have been. Um, I mean... Michael Hutchinson, baby. He owns Anthony Mantha. Um, as Mosier said, Anthony Mantha's going to be seeing that white mask in his dreams because he did not have his mask yet. He, I don't even know if he still does. He was talking about how cool it was. Still haven't seen it. Feel bad for the guy because now he's not going to be able to play anymore. I like Michael Hutchinson. Way to get that W. Um... First and only game as a Colorado Avalanche so far. I doubt they're going to bring him back. I don't know why they would, unfortunately. But good on him. Then a 4-3 loss to Anaheim in overtime. Ricard Raquel scores in the dying minutes. Really dumb. We hit about a million posts in that game. Um, Nikita Zadorov couldn't figure out how to play defense. And the refs couldn't figure out how to call Getzlav. On, for a freaking penalty, he got with, away with so much in this game, including a holding that allowed Ricard Raquel to go down and score after Tyson Jost could not settle the puck down in a breakaway. A dumb game. I hated it. Um, lose 6-3 to three to Vancouver. Nachushkin had a great goal. Uh, McKinnon had a great assist to show how bad Quinn Hughes is at defense. I don't care what Vancouver fans are saying. He is not that good at defense, okay? He is not that good. His defensive game doesn't make up for the lack of, for the smaller, for the weaker offense compared to Kale McCarr. You don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. Uh, if you believe that Quinn Hughes is better than Kale McCarr. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Great player. I'm not going to take that away from him. 
but not that good. And they're acting like he's so good after this game. He didn't barely did anything in this game, and Camel Car wasn't even in it. So weird game against Saint San Jose though. Uh, top line goes off. McKinnon had one of the nastiest assists I've ever seen. Uh, thank God Landis Cock tapped that in, or else I would have lost my goddamn mind. Uh, the move was so silky. And then Jonas Donskoy scores his first goal against his former team in his return to San Jose uh, to get the game winner. Then a loss to to the Kings, 3-1. So unlucky. Such a weird game, too. I hate the Kings. I just, I don't. I didn't like that game, and you know what? They're not in the playoffs, so suck on that. And then the final game of the season against the New York Rangers, 3-2 win in overtime. Uh, Camel Car picks up three assists. First goal, power play, Tyson Jost comes in about the circle, puts a little little flobbity-flobbity shot over the goalie. I don't know who it was. Um, maybe Georgiev, someone... Um, and then after, uh, I'd like to point out New York scored the first goal because Mika Zibanejad, who was on a tear at that time, scored the first goal and was pretty scary throughout the rest of the game, but he didn't score again, so that's fine. And then Domestikov scores at the beginning of the second period, also in the power play. A nice little snipe. His first goal from not two feet. Uh, away from the net, which is nice to see. And then after this, it was a real struggle, 2-1, to one, and then they get this lucky-ass goal, but Pavel Francouz was standing on his head, absolutely robbed Kako Kakinen. Kako Kakinen is a player, I'd like to point out, so I'm not completely an idiot, but I kind of am because that's not the player that he robbed. Completely robbed Kako Kako. Amazing save. Little, just barely gets over. Uh, great. You know, great game, honestly. That was one of the more fun games I've seen. And then Kale McCarr gets the his third assist of the night on the overtime goal that JT Comfer tips in. So, great game. You know, not a bad way to end the regular season. Would have liked to see Kale versus Quinn Part 2, which was likely to come that Friday, but it's fine. Also kind of disappointed that we couldn't see that game 82 against St. Louis again, but you know what? We're in the playoffs, so who is really going to complain about that? So, that is the season recap. Now, I'm going to go over my top 10 games from the entire season after this little break that I'm going to have, and then the podcast will be done. Okay, top 10 games from the Colorado Avalanche 2019-2020 season. Oh, that's handy. Um, I didn't even notice that. So, number 10. One of the... I don't even know the words to describe this game, but it happened. 
Um, one of the weirdest games of the entire season. A beginning of a historic rivalry that will probably go on for ages as to who is the best young defenseman in the NHL. Saturday, November 16th at the Vancouver Canucks. 5-4 to four win. I ever... I already went over this as I did with every game, but just a great competitive game. Um, also aided by the fact that Vancouver was wearing their absolutely beautiful black throwback jerseys. Great game to watch. It was exhilarating. It was, you know, no team really dominated. There wasn't a lot of official interference with the game. And Nathan McKinnon, the OT hero. Pretty great game, I'd love. I'd like to say. Um, then, number nine, ninth best game of the season, seven to three win against Chicago. There's going to be a lot of these blowout games on here, but deal with it. Um, Miko Rantanen comes back and just lights up the Chicago Blackhawks. Another kind of second period explosion. Just a great. You know, you always love to just beat the crap out of the Blackhawks. And did it in style in that game. So, number nine, that is number nine on my list. Um, going through these kind of quickly, because we kind of went over them all. Well, we did go over them already, so I'm just going to go into a little bit more depth. Um, so, just, just sorry for the quickness. Now, number eight. Eighth best game of the season. I would have to give this to the January 2nd game against St. Louis. Lining up Jordan Bennington, the, after this game, Bennington was, like, gone. Like, he was nowhere near as good as he was the season before. A great... You just love to beat up on division rivals. Another 7-3 win. Just, you can't complain about that. A great game. Just a absolute ass-kicking, and you just... You love to see it, especially against St. Louis, who was... So tired of all the hype St. Louis is suddenly getting because they won the cup. It's really annoying, but you know what? It's fine. Number seven. The first of the two Boston games in this list. The Saturday, December 7th game at Boston to end the East Coast road trip. 4-1 to win. Would have been maybe a little bit higher if it weren't for Kale getting injured. Uh, I remember Ian Cole's big slap shot goal. Grubauer played pretty great in this game as well. Andre Burkowski had a nice goal. Overall, great game. A lot dominated them, but it was also at the same time still competitive. It's a weird like that. Like, you just, it was a great game to watch. And you'll get the win against what is in some people's eyes the top team in the NHL. And statistically, technically, is the top team in the NHL. And you just you love to see it in their home barn. After To wrap up a road trip, it's great. Number six. Sixth best game of the season. The little Cinderella story we had going on here. Adam Werner jumping into the game, getting a shutout. Kale McCarr scores one of the greasiest goals I've ever seen. Little... Does it did this twice? Little pullback, toe drag around a guy who was diving. Amazing, just a great awareness play. McKinnon, I believe, got two goals in this game. 
took the puck from Jonas Donskoy, just blew by the Jets' defense and just slid the puck in. Great game altogether. Uh, Love the the story around it, too, with Adam Warner coming in from the AHL first game, gets a shutout. A little bit unfortunate that nobody recognized it, but, you know, what are you going to do? I need hydration. Whew. Number five, fifth best game of the season. We are going to head back to the beginning. Sorry, I kind of staggered my words there. Um, Overtime win against Arizona. The coming out parties for Nazem Kadri, Tyson Jost, and... Um, Andre Burkowski, all scoring their first goals of the season. Well, actually not Burkowski, but, you know, kind of cementing himself as a, what would become a a very impactful player for the team heading forward in the season when he wasn't injured. And also cementing himself as one of the top players to be re-signed in this offseason. 3-2 win, probably should have been more, but I am so glad that that... That we got that little snipey snipe um, from him in overtime, just right, real close in, and just lifts it up. It's amazing. It was incredible. I loved every second of it. Great game. Uh, there's really nothing bad you can say about that game except for the fact that you kind of let him back in. Pavel Francos also first win. A lot of firsts in this game, which is another big reason why it is number one on my list. I mean, sorry, not number one, number five. Number four, the first comeback win of the entire season in the third period for the Colorado Avalanche, featuring one of the greatest, most underrated goals from the season, Nathan McKinnon's absolute rocket past the red-hot Elvis Merzlinkas. A competitive game throughout, refing a bit suspect, but still an amazing game, very competitive a lot of heart from each team. Seth Jones coming back from an injury to score a goal. The Az finally getting a comeback in spectacular fashion. Defense and goaltending was great. A lot of, you know, real scary moments for each side. A lot of posts hit for the Avs as usual. So, yeah, I would just... I, w- I would love there were more games like this for the Avs this season. But there weren't, but, you know, second in the West. I'm not going to complain. Number three. We are getting to the top of the list. And we are going to November again. An absolute thrashing. Absolute thrashing. Four to one might not seem like a thrashing, 50 shots to 20, that is a thrashing, my friend. It was so freaking fun to be there. Just shot after shot, like after, like, Edmonton went up one to nothing. And after that, you felt like it was just like there weren't, there wasn't even another team on the ice. The Astros just absolutely peppering whatever freaking their finished goalie's name is with shots. And it was just incredible. Like, Barely had anybody left, and you're just destroying one of the best teams in the league. I 
put team in quotes because it's really just Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but you know what? It's fine. Great game. Absolutely thrashed them, even though the score might not show it. Lovely game just to be at and watch. Then we got a 4-2 win against the Boston Bruins, the second Boston game on this list. Third game of the season. Started off rocky. Not only was it great because of the um, comeback aspect of it, also because, you know, I'm not going to complain about a, a little little beat down on Boston, especially because there's a hugely annoying douchebag who's clearly drunk next to me. Um, and he was so obnoxious. And he was getting so hyped after Boston scored their two goals at the beginning, and it was like, dude, shut up. Uh, Brett Heimlich, the deserving first star of this game, just saying. If you didn't know, Brett Heimlich is the video coach. Um... Great game. McKinnon scores his first of the season. Uh, Tightly contested throughout the entire time between both teams. Boston doesn't know how to obey the rules um, and not run into Grubauer or stay on side. So that's fun. Um, And Andre Burkowski with his first goal of the Avs shows what he's all about. A sniper. American, actually Swedish sniper. Um... Drew Kreisman loves this goal because it gave him his fandom of Andre Burkowski. A nice little spinny goal. Amazing job. Uh, amazing game. Deserving of number two on this list. And as you all probably had guessed, number one, the absolute beatdown on the Predators to show Matt Duchesne that you can't score against us and live to tell the tale because your team will get crap slapped. There's not much to say about this game. A nine-goal game, there's nothing you could say about it. It's amazing. Six goals in eight minutes. Jonas Donskoy gets a hat trick. A great game all around. Pavel Francouz was a stud for the majority of the game. Uh, Led in some weak ones, but you know what? It's fine. So that ends my top ten list of the top ten games from the 2019-2020 Colorado Avalanche regular season. I hope you enjoyed the first Rocky Mountain Aval- Rocky Mountain Colorado Avalanche podcast. Uh, I will be doing these very frequently as there's quarantine and I'm bored. I also love to talk about the Avs. I don't have a lot of people to talk about the Avs too. So I really hope you enjoyed. Please leave me some feedback. Um, greatly appreciated. You can follow me on Twitter at BlueLiner, that's spelled B-L-E-A-U-L-I-N-E-R. Also, follow, subscribe to my YouTube at that same name. Also, subscribe to my Twitch at the same name, where I'll be live-streaming some podcasts. I'm hoping to get some guests on here. Um, not totally sure who. Probably family and friends. Might get some people from DNVR Avalanche, I don't know. They're pretty nice people. I would go listen to their podcast too. They're far superior to mine. Just saying. But if you'd like to, if you want to listen to mine, so I, I have some, I have some different takes from those guys, and I have, you know, some different things to say, different opinions, stuff like that. Um, 
I don't know nearly as much about the, uh, as them, so my opinions might be m- more wrong. But either way, you can listen to both podcasts. You can never have enough Av podcasts in your life. So go hit them up at DNVR Avalanche. They're kind of my inspiration for doing this. So shout out to them, AJ Hayfley and Nathan Rudo. Um, but thank you guys for listening. I will see you tomorrow where we are going to be talking about the Avalanche offseason. Thank you very much for watching. Goodbye.